If this is your first time listening to the Making of a Hoodie podcast, I'd urge you to go back to episode zero, where you can get a sense of the context of what we're trying to do here and what this is all about. Koreans are kind to me. Yeah, it can become such a big part of your life that you are obviously so concerned and have such a good connection with the pupils. I think you realise as an educator quickly is if you have a good rapport with your students, they buy in. You can dream about whatever you want and you can like, it's like having a wish. It doesn't matter if the kid is high achieving and no behaviour concerns or completely the opposite. They still just want to feel that support. Basically, I just feel like this school's meant for second chances. Welcome to the Making of a Hoodie podcast. I guess, uh, what are you looking forward to when you leave school? To be free. Um, and to back to Korean. Like, Koreans are home to me. Um, it's, it's for me, at all schools and all places I've been at, it's like, go, I don't like you, you you're not look, you're not worthy. And when I came here, I'm like, oh, okay, it's I feel different. Like, people are caring and thoughtful and it's like, yeah, this is my school. I'm not going to leave. So I want to be a support teacher. Hey, Jade. From England. From England. The worst part of England. So my name is Tim Walking, and I am the deputy principal at Korean School. Korean is so special, um, and there's so many reasons why. But the main reason for me is the staff. We've got an amazing staff, we're really lucky. We've got an incredible boss who's just, has vision, he's available, he, everything he talks about, he does. So he, he walks, he walks the talk. So my name's Tim Gardner, I'm the principal at Korean School. You know, on paper, we're a regional resource, so we're a school for specific purposes, SSP. Um, we've changed the eligibility for our students to meet the need in the community and it's now that as long as students, um, if the mainstream school or wherever they're coming from has said that they've identified a need in support of mental health, so just that MH sign off, then they're eligible for us. Uh, my name is Jade and I'm a classroom teacher at Korean School but I'm also the arts coordinator. Um, I think obviously I'm always very enthusiastic and optimistic and the kids are always kind of saying, are you ever sad? But I always just try and bring like that positivity and especially I think a lot of the pupils at our school kind of come not having the most positive experience in school so sometimes they're kind of quite shocked and surprised that they're kind of welcomed about they can make mistakes and we'll always be happy to see them and kind of things are kind of forgotten and reset the next day so definitely that um positivity and obviously being from England and coming from overseas there's always quite a lot of interesting conversations with the pupils like why have you moved over here so just kind of showing them there is a bit of a bigger, wider world out there. And obviously I'm from England, I've come all the way over here. I came by myself, I've made like a completely new life myself. So just showing them that it is possible to do. Um, the big thing for us is the flexibility around the learning spaces. So we have seven students to two staff members always. Um, and we can run flexible programs like your poetry writing. So our English lessons we can do 
outside a classroom. You know, we can take kids off site to Narangingi to run poetry workshops, um, where that's, that's probably a bit harder in mainstream school to do that. The trees is like life. The roots are like my ancestors. They talk to me. I'm grounded. Birds and animals make homes on me. Trees around me, like the circle of life, I'm close to the earth. Uh, my name is Kai and I'm in year 10. Yeah, well it's kind of like, we've gone through a program what school does, like with poetry, like Red Room Poetry, they, we go out to Narragingi and we were kind of connecting with trees and all, like because of the, what happened about the bushfires, we kind of wanted to connect with nature and all that. And when I go down to Narragingi, sometimes I just like put my hands on the trees and kind of listen to my ancestors. So I'm Robbie, I'll be facilitating today's session. So I'm a Mari, I grew up in a place called Kabulcha. And what we're here to do today is, is we're designing a hoodie for your school as part of your school uniform. Um, probably not for summer, I wouldn't wear it, but there we go. So it's really cool. Like, Cam's got some examples up there, but today you literally get to be the architects of what your school uniform is going to look like for a hoodie, which I think is an incredible opportunity. So there's nothing you can't, well actually there's a lot of things you can't do in the jumper design, let's be honest. So it has to be, has to be PG, but it's an incredible opportunity for each of you to kind of stamp your identity, the school's identity, where you're from, what represents you, what represents, represents your school, the teachers, and, and guess how you feel about it. So that's what we're here to do today. Can you tell us about what you drew for the hoodie and the workshop? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I drew a person. It was going to be a boy. But it was, it's still a boy, but it's my cousin who passed away. He was a young kid, he was only like seven, he put other people first. And he, yeah, he's autistic and he, he's like, one day, can you please put me on your hoodie? Just a couple of designs that I thought would go nice for some of the kids that like certain things and the writing meant a lot, like, because this school's always trying to help out in the best way they can, and yeah. What, what kind of car is it again now? Why did you choose that car? Why did you choose this car? My dad's old car. It broke down and got stolen. This is straight from Mario. What's the impact that this could have on the kids that have been part of this? I think. It, it just continues to build that connection with school and they and the buy-in around, you know, we're here for you guys, we're one school, we're one community, um, and, and pride, having real pride. Um, we'll know once we get them, because <laughs> the kids and the staff will just wear them all the time. And we're coming into summer, the kids will still wear them, even though it's 40 degrees in Blacktown, you know, They'll wear them every day. Three things that jumped out at me. One is that you included words. I haven't even read the words yet, all right? But the fact that you included some sort of quotes, it's like an extra level of art, you know, because it evokes emotion, it makes you think. The, the conversation is, wait till you see the hoodie, and like, again, I cannot imagine, like some of the kids who were in that workshop, 
them seeing their own work and it like going to print like is just unheard of for them. You know, it wouldn't happen. So I do what I wrote what the flag represents. I'm uh, ready for the earth and yellow is for the sun and black is for the people. Like I can't imagine a better school uniform than one that the students have drawn on themselves. I think they're going to be so proud of it. They're proud to wear the AIM hoodies anyway, just with the school logo on and obviously the teachers wear them, the students wear them, it brings them all together. And I think even for the students seeing staff wearing something that they've designed is even more going to be like, yeah, they're going to be so, so proud of it. For me, working in special education, and I, and I hate special education as a word, it's, you know, we're a we're an SSP setting, but we're, it's, it's all about giving kids who don't work out in a mainstream setting, um, and that's just not for everyone. It's giving them the opportunity and, a, and an environment where they can learn um, differently and flexi with, with flexibility. They are still young men, young women, you know, in, in high school, you know, um, or young, young kids, um, and you if you are managing a behaviour or a, a concern, it's the behaviour, not the kid, you know, and separating the two and ensuring that at the end of the day they are just kids who just want to be supported, you know, um, and that again applies anywhere. I try and bring art into everything. Obviously, since I've come here, I'm like, we're doing Hizzy, I'm like, we can do this art project, we can do this with it, because it's just, obviously it's so calming, all the mindful elements of it as well, but also it kind of, again, teaches them that you can make mistakes, you can turn a mistake into something beautiful. I think a lot of our students have some anxiety when it comes around to art because they kind of want to draw everything perfect and it's kind of obviously teaching them that it's more about the process, you can make mistakes, you can turn things around, so it builds that resilience as well, but they, yeah, they love getting involved in art and kind of seeing that end product that they kind of didn't imagine they could ever get to is so rewarding for all of us to see. Basically, I just feel like this school's meant for second chances. Like, they feel like after you've came from main, mainstream that you need a second chance after all you've been through and they just know sometimes you've been through a rough path in life and they just try and help you out as much as they can. I just want them to have the confidence that they can try new things and be confident yet to try new things and have those goals and aspirations for themselves and they're so capable of so many things but yeah a lot of them kind of lack that confidence in themselves and kind of think their path's already set so obviously we try to expose them to a lot of kind of new um, situations experiences even kind of different places around Sydney but just having that confidence in themselves that once they leave us they can they're set up they've had that support that they can continue on that path themselves you know no one does what we do just for the money you know, you've, you've got to love what you do. You've got to, you know, um, be really passionate. And so I say that, you know, you drive to work, you, you got in your car and you came here today because you wanted to make a difference. What's your why? I really believe that all students deserve the same education and experiences. Um, yeah. It's a big question. <laughs> that makes me, yeah, it makes me upset. I have, I have a little brother who's autistic. For, so for me to kind of make sure that 
kids like my brother get the opportunities that I have and that everyone gets is so important because often they don't. Yeah, it's really important. And, um, yeah, it drives me. It's my passion. It's, It's my reason. Yeah, it's my why. Which is, you know, kids often get can be just lost or not get the opportunities because they're different and that's not fair. So I want to make sure that all kids get the opportunities. Who would you say your role models are? Or like a mentor? Walking. Or short. Kim. Or Timothy. I don't know, he's just like there for like every student. Like when we're going through rough times and all that. Probably my mum outside of school and probably um, Mr. Chatterbox over there. Who's Mr. Chatterbox over there? Walking. Because he's always trying to do the best for me and he's always giving me solutions on how to get myself through things that is not too easy and yeah. If you have the time on your weekends to go and watch a kid play football who's in your class, your relationship with them and the family will change for their whole school life. So making the time for those little extras is how you get kids on board. And it's not always positive, you have your ups and downs, but they always will come back to you and they'll always respect you and hold you in high regard. So that would be my, yeah, that's biggest thing I think and then being consistent so you've made those connections but you are really consistent with what your expectations are um, and explain them to kids so they know that there's I'm here for you always but this is my expectation of what I need from you and if you cross it then there's these things in place that will happen but if if you're doing everything we ask and we're working together, then there's so much positive stuff that we can do um, and to help you succeed in life after school. So, I always wanted to graduate year 12. My sister, my family never graduated year 12. So I'll be the only daughter and granddaughter or niece that will graduate. And um, it feels like I've done something to achieve my life and it was a bit difficult for me at first because I've done some bad things in the past and I thought I'd never be here today. I thought I'd be somewhere else or not here. My family said, Tammy, you can do this. Let's go. I'm like, okay. And after that, I came to Korean. Like everything's changed. Having got suspended or expelled or one trouble the teachers. It's like family, like home. It's like I don't leave here. I wanna keep restarting my school year. <laughs> but um yeah, it's like it's the best school in my whole entire lifetime. That's just the best school I've been in, been into. <laughs> What would be your final message to your fellow peers? 
Have fun, enjoy what you do. And let's hope COVID dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Not be worried about judgment and just kind of not thinking about all the obstacles, but just kind of having that goal and yeah, just pushing yourself as far as you can. Don't let anyone cross your dreams. Build a culture that we're all a part of. Ensure that that culture is not only talked about, but present and you can feel it. I think having a re having your why, so you've got to have a good, the needs, you, you need to know your reason to why you're doing what you're doing. All what I know is that keep your head up and don't look down, but just don't let no one bully you and have faith in yourself. Don't listen to people, what they say. So I recommend Shasha, keep your chin up and head up and everyone's here with you.